Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 201. I would like to read the last verse. Then open wide your heart to truth and light and love. You then shall know your life is hid with Christ in God above. Hymn 201. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Looking Through the Lens of Spirit. The readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Second Kings. The king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots 
and a great host. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Jeremiah Lift up thine eyes unto the high places. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Psalm Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Act. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the Synagogue of the Libertines, and Cyrenians, and Alexandrians, and of them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men, which said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people, and the elders and the scribes, and came upon him, and caught him, and brought him to the council, and set up false witnesses, which said, This man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place, and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. Be stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? Who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it? 
When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Revelation And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Isaiah Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see, the sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. The Revelator tells us of a new heaven and a new earth. Have you ever pictured this heaven and earth inhabited by beings under the control of supreme wisdom? Let us rid ourselves of the belief that man is separated from God and obey only the divine principle, life and love. Here is the great point of departure for all true spiritual growth. Certain erroneous postulates should be here considered in order that the spiritual facts may be better apprehended. The first erroneous postulate of belief is that substance, life, and intelligence are something apart from God. 
The second erroneous postulate is that man is both mental and material. The third erroneous postulate is that mind is both evil and good, whereas the real mind cannot be evil, nor the medium of evil, for mind is God. The fourth erroneous postulate is that matter is intelligent, and that man has a material body, which is part of himself. The fifth erroneous postulate is that matter holds in itself the issues of life and death, that matter is not only capable of experiencing pleasure and pain, but also capable of imparting these sensations. The material senses and their reports are unnatural, impossible, and unreal. The realization that all in harmony is unreal brings objects and thoughts into human view in their true light and presents them as beautiful and immortal. The sculptor turns from the marble to his model in order to perfect his conception. We are all sculptors, working at various forms, molding and chiseling thought. What is the model before mortal mind? Is it imperfection, joy, sorrow, sin, suffering? Have you accepted the mortal model? Are you reproducing it? Then you are haunted in your work by vicious sculptors and hideous forms. Do you not hear from all mankind of the imperfect model? The world is holding it before your gaze continually. The result is that you are liable to follow those lower patterns, limit your life work, and adopt into your experience the angular outline and deformity of matter models. Let unselfishness, goodness, mercy, justice, health, holiness, love, the kingdom of heaven reign within us and sin, disease, and death will diminish until they finally disappear. The crude creations of mortal thought must finally give place to the glorious forms which we sometimes behold in the camera of divine mind when the mental picture is spiritual and eternal. Mortals must look beyond fading, finite forms if they would gain the true sense of things. Where shall the gaze rest but in the unsearchable realm of mind? We must look where we would walk, and we must act as possessing all power from him in whom we have our being. As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, multitudinous objects of creation, which before were invisible, will become visible. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self-completeness, finding all in God good and needing no other consciousness. Spirit and its formations are the only realities of being. Matter disappears under the microscope of spirit. And how is man seen through the lens of spirit enlarged 
and how counterpoised his origin from dust, and how he presses to his original, never severed from spirit. The lens of science magnifies the divine power to human sight, and we then see the supremacy of spirit and the nothingness of matter. The material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side, there will be discord and dismay. On the other side, there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and woe, sin, sickness, and death, which assume new phases until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error, when all discord will be swallowed up in spiritual truth. We are sometimes led to believe that darkness is as real as light, but science affirms darkness to be only a mortal sense of the absence of light, at the coming of which darkness loses the appearance of reality. So sin and sorrow, disease and death, are the suppositional absence of life, God, and flee as phantoms of error before truth and love. What mortals hear, see, feel, taste, smell, constitutes their present earth and heaven. But we must grow out of even this pleasing thraldom and find wings to reach the glory of supersensible life. Then we shall soar above as the bird in the clear ether of the blue temporal sky. In our immature sense of spiritual things, let us say of the beauties of the sensuous universe, I love your promise and shall know sometime the spiritual reality and substance of form, light, and color of what I now through you discern dimly. And knowing this, I shall be satisfied. Take heart, dear sufferer, for this reality of being will surely appear sometime and in some way. There will be no more pain, and all tears will be wiped away. When you read this, remember Jesus' words, the kingdom of God is within you. This spiritual consciousness is therefore a present possibility. When we learn the way in Christian science and recognize man's spiritual being, we shall behold and understand God's creation, all the glories of earth and heaven and man. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed 
into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 64. From sense to soul, my pathway lies before me. From mist and shadow into truth's clear day, the dawn of all things real is breaking o'er me. My heart is singing, I have found the way. Hymn number 64. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting 
for Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or listening to recordings of our services. <clears throat> At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. And an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion where we discuss the week's lesson and current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for our roundtable at 10 o'clock and the church service at 11. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Many of the students live out of state and they attend by calling in on the, on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, with the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. And we have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. And all the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to make Mrs. Eddy's teachings available to people all around the world. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. Now this is a busy week. Our membership meeting is tomorrow night at 8 p.m. If you're a member of the church and you can't get here in person, you can call the church teleconference number to join in. And as usual, we won't have a 9 p.m. unity watch so that there will be enough time for the meeting. Instead, everyone is invited to join the 10 o'clock unity watch. That's membership meeting tomorrow night at 8 and Unity Watch at 10. And this Saturday morning at 10 a.m., we'll be having our next Bible study. The questions are posted on the church website under the Lesson tab. So check them out and join us Sunday morning, September 30th at 10 a.m. for a lively Bible study. And we have a publishing department that is also very busy. The September issue of Love is the Libera Liberator has just been mailed and is already posted on the church website. Okay, I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body 
and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one by one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Dale W. from Virginia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you for those wonderful readings on looking through the lens of spirit. Recently, I was reading a testimony in Science and Health before I went to bed. It was one of my favorites because it shows courage and the practical demonstration of this science. It is found on page 673, entitled, An Ever-Present Help Found. It is so thrilling to me. It makes me think, how are we not shouting this from the rooftops? Then in the night, I had a very severe cramp in my leg, something I've had in the past. Had to walk it out, and then it was sore afterwards. I shouted within, get thee hence, Satan. Then almost immediately, no, love is here. Love fills all space. In seconds, I felt a warmth in my leg as the pain melted away. Not even gradually. It was just gone, and there were no after effects. I recall something my practitioner in this church had given me one time from the Blue Book on page 63. It says in part, quote, Flow through me, spirit of divine love, to do this healing. Divine love flows everywhere and is reflected through you as well as through the most advanced scientist. Look up and feel its beams of warmth and live in it. End quote. It's hard to describe the love and care that I felt, the peace, the all-encompassing love of love, our Father, Mother, God, St. Paul said he rejoiced in infirmities. The rising above or seeing through a claim of discord 
And feeling God's love is a cause for rejoicing. And something we may not know until we turn to God for a solution. I'm very grateful for everything I've learned in Christian science. I'm very grateful for the continuing education, support, and fellowship in this independent Christian Science Church. And thank you for this meeting tonight. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. I'm so grateful for the weekly roundtable discussion. The descriptions on practical ways to use Christian science is always so helpful, along with the many inspirational articles that are read and discussed during these meetings. I'm so thankful for all that I'm learning each week, and I always look forward to it. A few weeks ago, during a roundtable discussion, Karen from California was talking about a quote that she often used. There is only one source of all good, God. She explained that when you say this and accept this all day long, this will help you to have power over all the things in your life. And I found this very comforting and helpful. My husband had recently asked me if I could host a big party for the people at his job. I love hosting parties, but in the past, it would always make me stressed and anxious. What should I prepare? How many people are coming? Um, will they like the food? Is the house um, in order? And these questions along with the stress would always um, grow as the party got closer. However, this was not the case this time for this party. What we learn here at Plainfield is that one of the most important things we need to do is bless other people. And, of course, God is there to help us. Anytime a stressful question or doubt would arise, I would quickly think, no, there's only one source of all good, God. I was so happy to prepare for this party instead of feeling anxious or uptight. Um, I was able to get everything I needed very easily, encountering happy people in the grocery stores, along with the perfect um, parking spots and feelings of love. Uh, many family members pitched in and helped right at the perfect times needed, and all the people that came along um, had, a, had a great and wonderful time. This is one small example of how when we trust that God will help us with whatever we need, God truly does help us, and he's always there for us. I'm so happy that I found Plainfield Christian Science Church. Um, I'm so grateful for my practitioner and her support. Thank you for all the testimonies, and thank you for Amanda, for the reading tonight. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. Yes, good evening. And thank you for those very, very comforting readings. We are certainly very fortunate to be looking through the lens of spirit at everything. I was thinking the other day about the experience that I had of attending culinary school after our grown children moved out and on their own. It wasn't something I had ever thought of doing, 
I'd been managing our landscaping business for years, but the seed was planted, clearly by God, because what transpired was such a blessing in so many ways, and the way the whole thing unfolded was so amazing, it could only have been God that put it all together. On the day that we were to find the school, years took a fall drive, which was not uncommon for us to do. When we went to stop for lunch, though, the first two places that we tried were found to be one closed and the other unacceptable. It was then that I suggested to my husband maybe to just pull into Main Street in this town and we could find a restaurant. When we pulled in and parked in the spot that was available, I was shocked to see that we were looking head-on at the culinary school restaurant that I had seen online. We went in for a really amazing lunch and took home the literature that was on the table regarding the school. Prior to looking online for cooking classes, the thought had come that a local catalog company, nationally known, didn't have much of a selection in our town when it came to lunch, although they were the foremost employer in the area with lots of folks needing lunch. Now, 20-some years later, I sometimes come across the menus that I wrote in these early stages of an idea formulating. I entered the school the next spring, an hour and a half away from our home, my husband and children more than supportive to see their wife and mom going off to a dormitory on a new adventure. And quite an adventure it was, doing culinary internships in Key West and Maui cooking in restaurants and for catering companies and even private jet catering. My first internship was in Key West in a very busy, popular restaurant in a lead spot in the kitchen when I had never even cooked a steak before without cutting into it to see if it was done. I certainly had God with me and a lot to pray about on a very regular basis. After graduating from culinary school, the thought came to approach the local company aforementioned to offer lunch baskets delivered with an honor system approach for payment. But God had bigger plans for me. The company agreed to hire me, but since they didn't really know me or my cooking, they said they would have to start me out in the corporate offices, serving lunch to different parties involved in the making of the catalog. Well, to make a long story short, I never left the corporate offices. I continued to cook company lunch spreads for 10 years, until the company moved their corporate offices to another state. It was all just the most harmonious experience with so many opportunities for prayer and growth. I saw God in action everywhere. It's been just really wonderful to look back on the many blessings that God is continually bestowing. And one of the biggest blessings right now is the Plainfield Church in my life. Thank you so much and good night. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead, please. I'm so grateful for all the Plainfield Church has available to the entire world of true Christian science teaching in so many languages. And I'm especially grateful for my dedicated, loving practitioner who has provided healing work through the years. She also points out to me when my thoughts have gone astray which is so important to staying continuously with the truth. I'm so very grateful for all of these blessings, and I'm so happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Mishaela from Canada. Go ahead, please. 
Good evening. My gratitude tonight goes to practitioner support and to the round tables and services each week. I love to have the round table and the service to start my Sunday morning. I am always uplifted by them and feel like walking on clouds. Nevertheless, sometimes it happens that the rest of the day turns into something stormy and turbulent. When that happened a few weeks ago, I was wondering, how can it be that I fall so far down when in the morning the round table and the service had been uplifting me so much? I mentioned this to my practitioner and she said, protect your Sundays and Wednesdays. Pray before, during and after to avoid after service attacks. I realized that animal magnetism wants to take me down from the cloud and make me walk in the mud. Now, last Sunday, I started to get annoyed about things I had to do. This time, I noticed it is Sunday and animal magnetism or mortal mind wants to spoil the goodness of this Sunday. I was so happy to have caught this thought that was wanting to tear me down, and I changed it into all I do, I do in the name and for the glory of God. This changed my whole outlook on the things I had to do, and I was very happy to have refused to walk in the mud. In this relation, a citation from Unity of Good came to mind, where Mrs. Eddy said, quote, Hourly in Christian science, man weds himself with God, but evil ties its wagon load of offal to the divine chariot. This Sunday, I resisted this to let evil do that and to spoil my divine church experience. I am so grateful for the roundtables and services for lifting me up and to my practitioner for the reminder to protect my Sundays and Wednesdays. Because when truth is voiced, evil tries to interfere. But here we learn that we don't let it do that. So this is so wonderful that I'm very, very grateful. I'm also grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for having discovered all this, for Christ Jesus to have shown us the way, and to all the early workers and all we have on the website, and also for the readings tonight. They were very inspiring, and I got another another lesson from this this evening when you read, Amanda, that Elisha spoke the truth 
to the servant, but then also prayed that God will help the servant see the truth. So this was a lesson I, what I, I thought, I sometimes speak the truth to others, but I don't pray that they, that God may make the other person see and understand the truth because I can't do it, but God can. Thank you very much for all and have a blessed night. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I offer my gratitude this evening for a deeper understanding of God's allness that I am gaining from instruction through everything here taught here at this church and practitioner support. A few weeks ago, a new unfoldment came to mind after I had misplaced an item that I needed. I didn't look around at first like I used to do in the past. I sat down and got my quiet thinking going. I started praying and listening, thinking about mind, the only mind who knows of nothing lost or missing. I couldn't remember at first where I had last seen this item, and suddenly I remembered where I had last seen it and used it. Then a gentle thought came to where I should go to look for it. I went to that area and looked, and there it was, the lost item out of its usual place, but found. I was amazed at this new level of trust and simple feeling of knowing, and how the correct thought came in steps and very gently. A lovely sense of peace came over me. I wanted to add that I think of this event now when often when I'm doing watches, knowing and feeling the stillness and the knowing. God is all in all. Giving thanksgiving to God, his Christ, and our leader, Mrs. Eddie. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Uh, thank you, Amanda, for those fine readings. And uh, tonight, I'm grateful that I have been learning in this church that we do have a responsibility for our own experience and that with God, all things are, are in fact possible. Remember, before I came to the Plainfield Church quite a while ago, I came with the belief that there were things in my life that were totally outside of my control, things like the weather or the economy or how other people thought of me or treated me. And as a result, I was uh, often quick to complain when things went wrong that I could not do anything about, I, or that I thought I couldn't do anything about. But it was a teacher of Christian science in this church that taught me that there is nothing in our lives outside of God's control. And then she taught me the importance of listening to God and obeying what he tells me, obeying his commandments, 
And then the real zinger that I'm so grateful to be learning is that when we do obey God, he takes care of us. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't have difficult experiences. What it means is that when we do have difficult or challenging experiences, he gives us what we need to meet them, whether it's strength, wisdom, knowledge, whatever we need, he gives us to meet the challenges in our lives. I've seen this to be true not only in my own life, but in the lives of every member of this church. I've seen the weather change dramatically and quickly so that things that needed to be done outside could be done. I have seen careers dramatically improved. I've seen broken relationships fixed. And I've certainly seen a lot of health improved through the study and practice of Christian science. I'm grateful for this lesson. It's given me a peace that I never had, and also an understanding that now when something does go wrong in my life, I see it as a wake-up call that I need to get my thought closer to God, and I need to do a better job of obeying him. I've learned to be grateful for these experiences that push me closer to God. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for giving us the science of Christianity that explains what Jesus taught and did and how we can obey him when he tells us that we should go and do likewise. So I'm grateful to this teacher of Christian science for this lesson for helping me to see that it's up to us to decide whether we are going to obey God or not. And that actually is what determines how well things go in our lives. We really do reap what we sow. I'm very grateful to be here tonight with you all. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings tonight. And thank you also to the organist tonight for the beautiful prelude. This is a testimony from California, and it reads, I wish to express gratitude to God. My son is working on being certified as a teacher in California. The process is very long and tedious, culminating in a two-part project that only 30% of applicants pass. My son passed the first part with a very high score, but was one point short of passing the second part. His job as a teacher depended on him being sponsored by the university where he had taken his classes for certification, and he could not complete a new project unless he was teaching in the classroom. He contacted the director of the program and asked if he could be sponsored for one more semester while he worked on submitting a new project. The director agreed and told him he would need to enroll in a class and it would cost $2,000. He took the steps to enroll in the class and received an email stating 
he would receive a code on August 28th, and he had to enroll with the code and pay the money by August 29th. On August 28th, he tried to enroll, but the code did not work. He called the school, and they seemed impatient with him and said there was a glitch in the system, but they would get back to him. The very last possible day to enroll would be September 15th. He sent emails and made phone calls, but no one would reply to his email or give him any information on what was happening. I had mentioned this situation to my practitioner who assured me he would be in his right place. On September 15th, the code had not arrived. It came to me to write out a treatment regarding the situation. I started writing about the allness and goodness and omnipotence of God good. I went on to address and bless all those all over the world who are doing whatever work God would have them to do so that things would work out harmoniously. I wrote that no one can be kept from their rightful place and there is no resistance to Christian science, to the truth, or to any right idea. I prayed with the treatment for a while and felt really at peace about it. About 15 minutes later, my son texted me saying he had just received the email with the correct code and he had paid the money and was enrolled. He said his amazement was that they charged him 900, not 2,000. He has been able to retain his job <coughs> and can now finish up the last project. I am ever so grateful to Mrs. Eddy for bringing this wonderful truth to light and to all those at the Plainfield Church that were counseled to provide so much of the most clear and practical teaching. I'm also grateful to dedicated practitioners who never give up on anyone who truly wants to find themselves in God. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Craig. Thank you, Amanda, for those, those very enlightening readings. And uh, yeah, I really, now we see dimly, I caught, but we will see as God sees uh, something else I caught from your readings. Recently, I had a leg muscle tightened up, and I didn't know why. Uh, so I, uh, I was puzzled, and uh, I knew there was no space, God was not, so no space for pain. But I was having trouble walking. The next day, I contacted a healing practitioner's church, and she spoke to me as God's perfect idea and told me that muscles were thought forces and to work with the definition of God in science and health, key to scriptures. First, I thought about that, and I said, you know, I know she, that's what she wants me to do, so I'll do it. And I realized, if I understood God, and that was God is, that's how I am. Those are things I, I experience, and so I used to work with it, which clearly showed that I had dropped my standard. 
And it says, God, the great I am, the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-acting, all-wise, all-loving, and eternal, principle, mind, soul, spirit, life, truth, love, all substance, intelligence. Well, right from the beginning, uh, almost, God all-acting, if he's all-acting, there's nothing that can oppose this all-acting, not pain, not uh, any sort of pressure, nothing. So I should experience that too, all-loving. It can't be stopped in any good deed, in any motion or function. Because I just kept, I kept working with that, and I felt energized and back on the right track. And I thank the God and the practitioner that I have been working and walking better. And, and uh, whenever I feel uh, some pain, I get back to arguing, which is a good practice. <laughs> <laughs> arguing that what God is, that's what I am. I thank for the lessons we learn here in this wonderful church with these wonderful practitioners and people. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm grateful tonight for all I have learned here in Plainfield and for the change in character that Christian science and practitioner support have brought about in me. My whole life, I feel like I was never really a happy person. I had what might be termed situational joy, where if I was working or spending time with my kids or in other situations, I would have joy for as long as that might have been going on, and maybe a bit longer. And, uh, but that was about it. And while I definitely enjoy joking around, I do feel it's fair to say my base mood was not so much happiness, but perhaps just a concerned for what the future might bring, and my trying to be ready for it. And lately, however, a few things have occurred which made me realize that I truly am trusting God for all things. My reaction to these things showed me that when it comes down to it, I have learned to love mankind, something I wasn't sure would actually be possible when I first came here. And I've also learned to rely on Christian science to guide me through all I do. And this realization brought this feeling of happiness, which, you know, felt that differently than the joy, and has been with me for many weeks now. And every time I stop and sort of audit myself, a happy feeling is still there. And that concern for the future is gone. I don't know if this seems like a big thing to anyone else, but for me, it's been a very big thing. And I know only Christian Science and practitioner support could have made this possible. I'm so grateful for all the healings and blessings I have gained by being a member here. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank my Plainfield practitioner. Janet from Georgia said it so well when she testified that there really are not enough words to thank my Plainfield practitioner for all of her teaching, love, and holy prayers in the Christ. When I first found Plainfield, there were many gaps in my understanding of how to practice Christian science and how to truly live a life of worship and obedience to God. I had read Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, and many healings over many years proved to me the absolute truth of Christian science to enact God's holy healing power over the flesh. Even so, I had made mistakes. The mistake 
of self-justification, yelling back at hatred, the mistake of thinking unlovingly to my fellow man, and the mistake of relying on someone else's understanding of Christian science, rather than wrestling out the truth for myself so that I may wear the full armour of God. This week's lesson states from Ephesians, quote, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armour of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. End quote. When I first reached out to my Plainfield practitioner, I knew I had much to learn. I asked her to teach me as a dedicated student of Christian science. Of course, we can never, or rarely, see our own shortcomings, but my practitioner was so very patient with me, giving me work to study and just the right readings and prayers to correct me, to help me fill the gaps in my own understanding. Over the last nearly three years, my practitioner has been incredibly patient and loving and her holy prayers have been felt all the way here in Australia many times. Working with my practitioner, I have been healed of a lifelong back problem, a lifelong nausea issue, an injured hand, lack of work, tooth and gum problems, IT problems, property damage problems, And my husband also has been healed and blessed many times. In all this, though, the best blessing of all has been what Mrs. Eddy wrote, quote, a conscious and constant capacity to understand God, end quote. And that citation was also from this week's lesson, so thank you to the lesson writer. Truly, the wonderful, loving relationship with God has been the biggest blessing of my life. Early on, my practitioner told me that she was teaching us to be, quote, ninja warriors for God. Well, this combined with her beautiful patience and sense of humour caused me to somehow both laugh at error and spontaneously be lifted up to see that God truly is all in all, as Christian science teaches I would say to anyone who's looking for the real Christian science that Mary Baker Eddy discovered, just come. Just come and listen to the practitioners and teachers at Plainfield Independent and pray, and God will reveal it to you, no doubt at all. Absolutely, you will know the truth about our dearest, loving, father-mother God by diligently studying here at Plainfield Independent. So thank you to my dearest Plainfield practitioner for her love, patience, her wisdom, her purity and strength in the Christ. And thank you to all our practitioners, teachers, lesson writers, readers, workers and members. Thank you all for all that you do and so much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, First email is from our friend in Holland. I'm very grateful for all the blessings that came to me from Christian science, and especially the last 15 years or so from the Plainfield Church. The blessings from this church are too many to share, really, but to mention a few, all the free books and articles from the early workers, 
the readings on YouTube, especially from Big Dell Young and Martha Wilcox, to name a few. This church is a living, loving blessing to the world, not stationary solidity, but like a strong light beaming all around, sharing the warmth of divine love, unselfishly and free to enjoy in several languages. If it were not for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, most of the healing, saving material from the early workers and of the history of our movement would remain hidden. I know of one other place where they can be obtained, which is the bookmark. I want to give my warm thanks to all the people who make this possible. I could go on and on mentioning all the wonderful things that emanate from our wonderful church, but I guess you all get the idea. The power and presence of God is shared with the world and is working within this church. Next is California. Last week in our lesson on reality, there was a citation from Colossians 3, 16. Each day I studied the lesson and read the words in this verse, quote, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, end quote. I couldn't help but think of the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, especially the Wednesday evening services, where singing praises to God with grace in our hearts abounds. A recent call from a friend who contacted me for the name of my practitioner because she was in need and I was the only practicing Christian scientist she knew brought great sadness in thinking about the closing of so many branch churches and the Christian scientists out there who no longer have a church to attend or a practitioner support. I was soon reminded with an outpouring of gratitude that God led me here, and if he led me here, he would lead other seekers. Jesus said, For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Thank you, Plainfield, for making this seeker a part of your church family and lifting my heart with song and joy every day. And then this from England. Thank you so much for your last message, and thank you very much also to you and the Plainfield members for the latest Love is the Liberator magazine, which I spent some time gratefully reading yesterday. So much work to prepare and so many blessings sent out to the world. I especially loved being reminded of the testimony of the lady hastening to her daughter's wedding. Here, too, it is gently turning into autumn with misty mornings, often followed by sunshine, and we have been very grateful for some real proper rain at last. In other areas of Britain, such as with Liz Izzy, there have been loads of rain this summer, but our area of, on the coast has been dry, and all the ponds have been dry for months. We have been harvesting potatoes from our little vegetable plot, and the blackberries have been abundant in the hedgerows, this year, so I think many people like me will have made some bramble jam. I just had to read that. It was <laughs> anyway. She goes into some of the problems that are going on in England, which we will talk about at another time and be absolutely praying about. And then she ends 
We have been seeing some lovely wildlife lately, and I will include a couple of butterfly photos. It's such a joy to see them. And this woman takes the most beautiful pictures of, yes, the beautiful wildlife and nature in England. And then I'm, I'm going to end on a beautiful poem sent also to our, from our friend in Holland. And it is written by um, an old-time practitioner in England also by the name of Jill, Jill Gooding. And it is called Unselfishness. I knelt in prayer. My heart reached out to know what love was all about. Unselfish, I once thought, that's for me. This is the quality that I should be. I'll help to care for those in need, and hungry souls I'll gladly feed. I proudly set myself the task of serving all who would just ask. So Martha-like was I in giving, that often burdened was my living. I knew unselfishness was right, but still I needed further light. I prayed anew, more humbly now, to lift off self and thus allow pure love divine to be my being, my thoughts, my words, my very seeing. Then gently came a higher view, unselfish thinks of me and you. Involving self, it gets worn out, self-tinged, it causes seeds of doubt. But unself loves another thing, and only blessings it can bring. God's selfhood wholly fills the scene where mortal man before had been. Not problems, persons, things, and places, but God alone loves and embraces. Unselfish is a stepping stone to unself-love and God alone. I rose from prayer, love self-revealed, and joyously I stepped forth healed. I thought that was the most beautiful poem. And this has been a most beautiful service. Thank you, Amanda. And thank you to our organist and all those who gave such beautiful testimonies tonight. I'm so very grateful to be here. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Yes. I'm going to read the third verse. <clears throat> hymn number 265. By thy trustful, calm endeavor, guiding, cheering like the sun, earthbound hearts thou shalt deliver. Oh, for their sake, press thou on. Hymn number 265. <laughs>